Hello, and welcome to Geek Cinema Podcast, a podcast where normally you might find us uh, talking about, you know, some sci-fi or fantasy or horror movies, uh, but this time, nope, once again, we're this time we're doing 30 minutes straight, unedited, of a movie that really has nothing to do with the your typical genre film. Correct. Although I'd consider animated movies to be pretty geeky. True, although uh, usually, you know, when it's under the Disney banner, uh, everybody and their mom is going out to see it. Mm. Granted, I guess you can't say that. You'd, you'd say the same thing about uh, comic book movies nowadays. Truly. Although they still don't read the comic books as much. Nope. I, even though I believe it's like a bigger thing now than ever. I think uh, so, comic yeah. Comic sales. Yeah. Graphic novels, manga, etc. seems to be on the up and up. Uh, but, uh, so we're not going to be spoiling anything besides Ralph breaks the internet in this episode. Unless we go on off on some tangent, but I imagine that would happen. Maybe we'll, we'll try not to cause there's no, uh, there's no bumper to warn anybody. <laughs> um, I see. so, uh, I'm Everett. I forget. I, there's, I'm trying to think of everything in the bumper that's normally there. Right. Right. And I'm joined by Trent. Yes. Uh, and this is our second ever episode. I think this is episode one forty something, one forty five or something like that. Our second ever, where it's just two of us. Only second. Me and Matt did one once, and I cannot recall what episode it was. Wow, it's really that rare. I thought it was that rare. Wow. I, I I I I strongly avoid it usually, but uh, you know, I kind of wanted to make sure we had one out this week and. So I was like, hey, you know what? I think I'm going to go see this movie today. Mm. Why don't I hit up Trent and see if he wants to join me to talk about it, which is, you know, maybe a good idea. I'm also, I'm getting over a cold. So if if mm. my voice sounds more sultry than normal, uh, or if you hear lots of sneezes and coughs uh, in the background, of course, because I'm a professional mm. podcaster and I professionally turn my head to the side. Yes. Uh, in the elbow or just into the air? Like, or oh, definitely into the air. Well, I've got all this space behind me, uh, okay. and I'm in a swivel chair. So, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, yeah, so Ralph Bruce the Internet, <laughs> do we want to get straight into it? Yeah, because um, I don't really have a... I mean, often with these, we'll start the conversation after like getting introduced to each other, like caught up, but I don't really remember... Uh, I don't think I've really watched much since our last episode. Yeah, college has kept me from watching much of anything. Um, but uh, this movie, uh, I haven't. I only saw the Wreck-It Ralph once, I believe. I think I'm the same. And you've told me the story of your viewing experience. That sounds yeah. It wasn't like a traditional movie experience. We were like, I was hanging out with friends, and we put it on. And I mm-hmm. think I paid attention most of the time, and I enjoyed it. But uh, I I don't really remember much about it honestly. Besides, he's he's a bad guy. He's he's sad. Vanellope's sad because she's a glitch, and then there's other stuff. I can't remember anyway. We don't want to spoil it anyway, just in right, case. Right, right. I think that's kind of the broad summary. So, right. Uh, really but this time. one, I heard you talk about it first. You, I think you brought it up on the last episode. I think so, yeah. If not before, maybe in off-the-record conversations, but uh, it was brought up on the podcast, yeah. Um, and you you mentioned that it was 
it, it stands mostly on its comedy. I yeah, think. I thought that it w- that was its strongest suit. Which is funny because I didn't think it was that funny. Honestly, I was expecting like as uh, anyway uh, compared to like your normal. I guess it's because it's so it feels like it looks like a Pixar movie, and so I'm expecting Pixar level uh, um, stuff, you know, comedy. But really, it's not that not that high high yet, in in my opinion. Like, it's not an Incredibles funny. Yeah, I don't know. I, for me, like, watching it, it felt like a cartoon. So it kind of had that level of comedy, like a lot of physical humor. Oh, for sure. Very quick, witty. And I thought it was really successful. Like, it was one of those where I, could, I was conscious of the fact that I was smiling for the majority of the experience just because it was kind of a delight a lot of the time. And I, I thought it was... I don't know if I could really think of, like, jokes that were funny but like it was just the experience i think was comical to a certain degree that it was just enjoyable i guess mm-hmm. so that's, did, you, did yeah. you like it more than the first well it's hard for me to say because i think i've only seen the first once and it was okay. so long ago i'd have to watch it again but looking back on it and like thinking about what that movie was compared to what the sequel is i think it's pretty obvious that the first one's a more accomplished and more ambitious production mm-hmm. but i all i know for now is that watching the second one was a lot of fun so i don't really have anything negative to say about it for the most part it's just that i'm aware of negativity surrounding it and i understand why it's there Hmm. yeah uh so basically for me i was like i'm like okay i I pay for the amc a list so during so there's rare a movie i'm gonna see that i'm gonna be like upset about but really the first like 30 minutes I was like okay this is fine but then once it starts actually uh getting into more of the internet stuff that's when I really started liking the movie uh specifically um my favorite like moments like the more that uh were the Disney website that Vanellope goes to that was I I loved that stuff and I loved uh uh Slaughter Race Oh yeah, yeah. Both of these specifically were fun, but uh, yeah. I will say I was surprised to not not really many many porn jokes. Then you I felt like they could have. For, for, I thought for, there was more than I thought for what is like sixty percent of the internet. Right, <laughs> you'd I expect a lot more. I thought it did a good job of showcasing kind of the dark side of the internet mm. with the whole I forget his name, but the green guy that basically like pulls him away to. For oh, easy money yeah uh spamly spamly yeah because like you know the whole like pop-ups and stuff like that mm-hmm. it, i feel like they they covered it in the best way i think they could <laughs> no yeah yeah there so was, for was sure there, somebody least, saying you know? sassy women weren't in your local exactly, area or something yeah. like that uh yeah that that was fun uh <laughs> i i like the way they they uh basically it was like a friendly poking fun at all these pop culture references yeah um without actually ever really being like phobic towards any of it yeah if if i will say like so record ralph is an interesting franchise i guess you could say at this point because the first one kind of what made people excited to see it in the beginning was this promise of a lot of references specifically towards gamers you know in the, mm. the first movie um, and when something is kind of marketed to be like a reference machine, 
you can have a level of cynicism about um, whether or not they're just pandering to their uh, audience, whoever they're trying to please. Right. And I thought the first movie did a really good job of having references that weren't obvious, that were more like Easter eggs in the background, um, and having really deep cuts too. Well, I feel like this movie, the sequel, um, was slightly less accomplished in that regard. Um, I say that because with the internet, you know, a lot, a lot of things are being referenced are things that, you know, millions and millions of people use every day, social media, et cetera, oh, okay. big corporations. So it's, there, there's nothing, no, there's no <laughs> surprise there. Like you pretty much expect what you're going to see, except for like the random, like, um, you know, there might be kind of a smaller company that's referenced there for some reason. You just kind of, I, in my head, I'm thinking, oh, okay, well they made some kind of deal or something like they needed more websites to fill out the, the, um, the kind of area. So like, Hey, you're affordable. Let's add you. And then I'm like, why are they out of all the services and websites <laughs> being featured? Uh, one that doesn't immediately come to mind. Can you think of any, like, I think maybe Mashable. I, I forget. If yeah, they do mention that. Mashable at one they, point, but it's just like weird. Like yeah. <laughs> things like you wouldn't, Oh, that was one of the places they were going to take the Ralph uh, video ad to. Like the oh, link. They, yeah, they, yeah. They, it was like big things. Like it was like, I don't remember what it was. Uh, Instagram, I believe another big one, and then Mashable. And I was like, but yeah. that, that's weird. Another weird <laughs> thing regarding yeah. like the, the corporate sponsored mm-hmm. type thing is that the weird lack of YouTube. Like Google is there, but YouTube isn't. Like the biggest streaming service in the world is buzz tube or something right and they actually mentioned youtube once i think they got an offhand comment mm-hmm. but it's just kind of weird that they nabbed google but they didn't nab youtube which seemed to be synonymous it's just because it, it, you know there has to be a huge disconnect there when they're like the biggest streaming network in the world where all the people are watching uploaded videos it's buzz tube or whatever they call it i'm like well, did that not like Take Maybe you out it's of it because of the way the story runs, like with the hearts means money. Obviously, with actually YouTube, you make money through ads. It's not oh, through yeah. likes. So it's probably just done with the story. Well, they could have just done that through the like system. Like it kind of is a similar idea. You know? I guess you just don't get money from it. So it just right. applies to the story. But I mean, to get, <laughs> they had to get money for the right. the uh, wheel. I don't know. I, I can I can only imagine it since some <laughs> it has more of a corporate reason than an actual narrative reason. Like, for some reason, YouTube didn't want to be a huge part of the movie. I don't know. That's just... It took me out of the movie a little bit. And I feel like this movie isn't as successful at being a a reference machine and being interesting in that regard just because it is not very deep. I felt like it was kind of like Ready Player One where I was, like, looking all over the place trying to, like, catch everything. I didn't... Like, I got overwhelmed at... Specifically, uh, um, well, I actually got really, like... Today, also being sick and maybe just lately being emotional or something, but uh, during the Disney scene where she's being chased by the stormtroopers and the Imperial March is playing and all these characters, I like got overwhelmed for a second. And then she bumps into Stan Lee and he turns around and I like broke down at that moment (laughs) because I mean, with the mix of Stan Lee, we just lost him and also the like just all this stuff happening at once, Uh, especially with nostalgia tied in. I was like. I gotta take a take a take. That's a interesting. Yeah, I could see that because I'd say like the Disney stuff is probably some of the best stuff in the movie because it does feel more like the first movie in the sense that you are dealing with like actual, you know, characters and stuff like that versus just logos. Yeah, and uh, 
praise for Disney for getting all of the princess actresses besides oh, yeah. the dead ones back for this movie. That was that's it. That's that's a, 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 a impressive <laughs> feat. That whole scene, I think, is probably the scene that everyone's going to remember from this movie. And that yeah, everyone and I know really that was like about. in yeah. one of the. I feel like trailers. Yeah, yeah, I feel like it was even like maybe the. Uh, the teaser was that scene basically yeah it wasn't the entire scene thankfully but mm-hmm. it was a big bulk of it so uh, the marketing was actually pretty interesting because um did you stick around for the stinger yes okay well the marketing was interesting because basically the <coughs> they mark they showed a few scenes from the movie they showed the search engine bar you know with the mm-hmm. uh, i forget his name with the glasses guy <laughs> Um, so they showed that little bit where they're first talking to him. They showed the kind of, uh, the Penelope kind of warping into the princess area, the dressing room or whatever. And Cinderella breaking her glass shoe and trying to show Penelope. There was that. And then there was a kind of bonus scene with, um, the little Moana. no, uh, it's not. I'm. It's a princess stuff happened, and then okay. there was. It, they kind of finished out the trailer with the blue social media whiz. <laughs> I can't remember anyone's name. Do you remember the kind of king of social media? The the woman that's blue. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, they basically made a joke about the title of the movie. Like Ralph is like so like. Shouldn't it be Ralph wrecks the internet? And she's like, well, break the internet is kind of a thing. You know, mm-hmm. and that's a bit that's not in the movie at all. Right. So then you have that stinger, that basically, well, right. spoilers. It's a joke about ba- this kid being like, "There was a scene that wasn't in the movie in the trailer," mm-hmm. basically. So I thought that was interesting. But yeah, the marketing was pretty interesting, and in, in the fact that it was kind of bare bones, they didn't show a ton. Yeah, I didn't really. I never really saw any trailers, but I guess just because of the princess teaser, like it was. I already knew she met him because it was like impossible to miss. Like if it starts, it starts with that. And I'd say like that it's good that they didn't show a ton of stuff, but unfortunately like the princess princess thing, if they had kept that under wraps, I think it would have been a really even more effective. Yeah. Um, I I assume that's more so just because that's, there is some, that's what's going to be their biggest draw. Totally. Is the Disney tie in. Yeah. I understand why they did it, but it's one of those things where, if I had chosen not to watch the trailers, I Which, probably would have benefited. By the way, uh, speaking of draw, uh, I went to see it today. It's Sunday, and I went to see it at 12.45 in the IMAX, and I was the only one until, like, the last trailer, and then a family of four or three came in and sat way behind me. Wow. But, yeah, the movie's only made $207 million right now. Mm. To be fair, I feel like less pe- if people are going to go see it, they're not going to see it in IMAX. And previously, it <laughs> hasn't true. even been offered in IMAX. It just kind of opened up mm-hmm. uh, for that this weekend or something. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're not seeing a lot of people talk about it. I was expecting a little bit more buzz from Disney fanatics about at least the Disney uh, the princess scene because it is really well done. But no, not a lot of people have been talking about it. Not in my social media circle. No, no, I haven't heard any. Oh, I've seen I had one friend post on Instagram yesterday saying 10 out of 10 go see it. Hmm. So that's that that's it. Yeah, so so you went into this having hardly a memory about the first one. Hmm. You thought it did a good job of kind <sighs> of introducing you into the world. Mhm. 
Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Like I said, I just don't remember much about it. Uh, and this one is definitely, it. this was good enough to where I'm going to want to buy the Blu-ray. Hmm. Yeah, totally. And regarding like buying it on a home video and just kind of having it to watch whenever, I thought the visuals were really well done. And nope. that's something yeah. I think would make me want to watch it again. In fact, I was kind of craving seeing it again even after I walked out of the theater because I was like, man, those visual effects. Like, yeah, I have to imagine. I didn't. I wasn't paying a ton of attention during the credits, but I'd have to imagine they have like two completely different teams or a few different teams probably, uh, one specifically doing the internet scene and then one other one doing the uh, slaughter race scene because those – those are worlds apart. Yeah. Like the slaughter race looks like it looks like Mad Max. Mm. I just I really like the character designs in this this series. Especially the video game characters. Um the especially the original video game characters. Uh, I I especially love how the Rick and Ralph characters that aren't Rick and Ralph move in the stuttery. Oh uh, yeah, like the tapper. Yeah. I love that that touch. Mm. Um and I think Penelope is just an adorable character and i like sarah silverman that's her name right vanellope vanellope yeah we don't want to get uh itunes comments saying getting mad at you for not knowing the names well no sarah is that not her actress yeah vanellope though vanellope right like play on words because (laughs) she's in a candy game right (laughs) she's adorable yes and and i liked their relationship in the movie uh ralph and vanellope yeah, no, and I'm, I've always been a fan of Sarah's voice, like, she's a great singer, and so I was very excited to get uh, that great uh, Alan Menken back to do yet another princess song, and possibly the best princess song, because it's so, like... It's self-aware. Yeah, it's so self I mean, obviously, he didn't write the lyrics, it was the, the actual film writer that wrote it, but uh, it's just, like, it even, like, some of his notes like play off the fact that it, it sounds like any of his hmm. older stuff from like beauty and the beast or aladdin hmm. like even with the key off at the end that's great <laughs> yeah yeah although if there's one like large negative that i have about the narrative specifically it is the forced misunderstanding that happens before the kind hmm. of climax you know i was it was coming there and i was like I was honestly, when he was going to uh, buy the wheel, I was like, I feel like this movie's almost, oh, it has to be almost over. Like mm-hmm. it, felt, it, feels, it feels long for a Disney flick, which I think is about two hours. Uh, but I, yeah, it was just, it was getting to that point. I'm like, how much longer can we, because I mean, we really haven't had any conflict. There's not really a bad guy. And so once it got there i was like wow this is this is really dragging out and then they're like oh we're gonna take it through the portal and then it never gets there it's just the king kong thing for a while and mm. which, which is which, a great visual physical. effect oh my god that looked awesome <laughs> yeah it was like when it starts forming and he's like that's unsettling <laughs> like yeah it, it totally. really, truly is yeah <laughs> i feel like that'd be one of those things that like if like the technical team were being interviewed like the animators be like that's our biggest technical accomplish and our technical <laughs> achievement in the entire movie like animating every ralph and that gargantuan now visuals is usually what uh knock a, a animation into the uh oscar animated uh, award mm. uh, do you think this has more of a chance over incredibles too 
Because you were a big fan of Incredibles too. You said you liked those visuals more than Coco. Yeah, and I thought it was funny. Um, I feel like both of them are kind of like throwaway sequels. Like they don't really need to exist. They just are fun and good. Like mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with them existing. They just don't really need to. And it's as a guy who is passionate about animation and enjoys animation, it does disappoint me every year to see these awards go to these Disney products that are often visually accomplished but narratively are often lacking. And every year there's going to be these kind of smaller animation films or Japanese animated films from these huge esteemed (coughs) art houses that just get shoved to the side. Well, I think those don't usually get put into animation animated anyway because they're in the running for foreign. No, they are. Really? Yeah, totally. Every year there's... Uh, there's uh, the the um, kind of big publisher of animation right now is G Kids out of New York, and they're always getting nominations in the Oscars every year. Huh. Some of them Japanese, some of them not. That's kind of beside the point. You have these, you know, critically acclaimed, really well made, often ambitious animated movies that are just kind of being ignored a lot of the time. And I mean, you've literally had Miyazaki, like Hayao Miyazaki, like the most acclaimed animation director lose to a disney flick um i think it was 2013 or 2014 his supposed swan song lost to whatever disney movie it was that year i forget maybe inside out or something but yeah oscar's animation kind of irritates me but between the two i feel like incredibles 2 probably has a better chance Mm. yeah i could see that um i don't know uh, yeah, I I liked it, but yeah, it's just. I feel it's... like I mean, even though the animation of Wrecker Ralph is really good, I feel like Incredibles two still wins out a little bit. I I it sticks out to me as having more standout scenes. Yeah, and I just, I feel like it's just a better written. Movie. Oh yeah, yeah. If that matters to the Oscars. <laughs> true. True. Yeah. I mean, Boss Baby got nominated that one time. It was Frozen that beat The Wind Rises, but ah, uh, okay. Well, Frozen, it's hard to, it's hard to argue with that one. True. <laughs> but I mean, I have Miyazaki. Come on. But I mean, I will say The Wind Rises is not his best, <laughs> uh, it, although it is absolutely beautiful. Uh, um, but yeah, regarding Ralph breaks the internet, it's. I mean, I don't know. I so I kind of want to talk about the negativity. Have you heard much negativity around this? None. Because you have just haven't heard anyone talking about it. No. Yeah. So some of the discourse um, that I've heard around this movie is that uh, regarding Ralph and Vanellope's relationship, that they kind of turned into a father-daughter relationship by the end, which I didn't really see because this. People kind of saw it as a going away to college narrative by the end. Um, well, to me, it still seemed like it was still sticking true to them being, you know, good friends. Like to me, the message was in the end was more about, you know, as a friend and not being needy and selfish, you know, and being able to, you know, let your friends be who they are and chase their own dreams without you. And I thought that was an interesting and unique message among, you know, mm-hmm. animated th- family films. Yeah, what I took more was, well, I'm just not saying that's not, uh, but what hit me more was just the fact of friends literally having to go separate ways just because of the, that's just the way your life takes you sometimes. Like if right. you're, 
wanting to go be a movie director, you go to LA and sometimes that happens with friends. Others want to stay home and do things there. Totally. And I think it's like an important message that I was happy to see. Um, And, you know, with the ending to me being pretty strong, I think I walked away thinking the narrative was better than it was. But then, you know, looking back, it is kind of poorly paced in the sense that it is kind of a thin narrative that's stretched out to fit a future film. Yeah, it's a weird pacing for sure. Like it felt it felt almost like there was four acts. Interesting. Well, because you traditionally uh, often an act is separated by uh, the way the movie, you know, the the flow. You you have the upswing, then you kind of plateau, or no, then you you're you have a down slope, and then you uh, you know your your redemption arc at the end. Mm. And I didn't really feel like it felt like it took three acts to get to the redemption arc. At the end, yeah, a little bit. Like it felt like there was two acts before Ralph fell down mm. and had to save everything yeah interesting yeah i mean that's why it really does feel like a cartoon to me because the narrative even kind of feels like a saturday morning cartoon Mm. like episode type of thing um it's still entertaining enough to like not feel boring throughout it's kind Mm. of oddly paced runtime but yeah it's definitely noticeable if you're paying attention um other negativity would just be a you know Basically comparing it to the original, which is hard for us to do, seeing as how we haven't seen it in forever. But yeah, I mean, when you look at what the original did, you know, it's very obvious that it was ambitious um, in building this new kind of world, showcasing all these different characters. I think it has a pretty good pace in the sense that it's kind of a, a adventure going from game to game. You know, it has mm. a clean act structure, and then you have a a really good twist that I remember um, being surprising. Uh, See, so it it was really well done, and I think it had a a great message too. And yeah. it's I think you should <laughs> try to watch it. I know I should. Oh yeah, yeah, I will. I think I just ordered it. Maybe I know mm-hmm. I ordered a lot of Disney movies recently. Um, I uh, we're hitting about about that time where we can talk about favorite scenes, I guess. Yeah. Which mine. Of course, is the Mencken song that was uh, uh, mm. a, a place called Sl- a Slaughter Race. <laughs> that was, oh God, it, it was just so perfect to me. Like it, it gets started, like I'm like, oh, here's her chance. She's gonna sing her song, and then it was just it went beyond my expectations. <laughs> it, it was, was great, hilarious. Yeah. She literally <laughs> to to fill a rhyme says there's a dollar store (laughs) i was dying (laughs) doing that That that's great yeah and in relation to that my favorite scene is probably just everything to do with the princesses which is probably predictable but it really is i think some of the best oh yeah writing and for sure it's a great use of um licenses and stuff like that yeah those for sure were the, the moments you can uh picture the actual writer's room like everybody rolling on the floor laughing totally. at what they're writing which is great and i like the joke about pixar <laughs> oh yeah she's from the other studio <laughs> we can't understand her it just it was pure fan service and you don't get a lot of that i guess yeah it's so funny because it is kind of meta too because she's mm. tech vanellope is kind of technically already a disney princess because right. she had her own movie all she had the first movie, and so, like, I don't think we ever actually heard any, like, induction of her, because we haven't no. really, you don't see her in the lineup 
but I, I would imagine after this you do. Yeah, no, uh, totally. And I think um, I haven't engaged in a ton of stuff that like Sarah Silverman has said about the role, but I know she's really proud of like playing that character, knowing that it is a very unique um, type of Disney princess mm-hmm. that she kind of breaks away from the, you know, typical mold. Right. Yeah, I'm old. Well, if she says, I don't have a mother in all of them, <laughs> neither do we. <laughs> so besides that, <laughs> she really breaks the mold. Yeah. I mean, she, yeah, she does kind of fit into the formula in a weird way, you know, as they say. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, did you remember a lot about her glitch power, I guess, in the from the first movie I mean I remember her being like seeing it as a negative at first and right. then at the end it's the redemption it's yeah I didn't remember it being tied to like insecurity <laughs> but I just thought it was weird that like it seemed like she had control over it that must have been, been something that she developed in the first one and then like it kind of became a problem whenever yeah she no it's a huge concerned. plot point in the first one hmm. like it's kind of where the game sur- or the movie surrounds the glitch specifically and then she now has control of it and okay. uses it to her advantage. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Penelope, she has the best power. She does. That was a little cringy dialogue at that moment where those girls are playing the game, the ones that break it. <laughs> and she's like, oh, use Penelope. She has the best power. Oh, yeah, the glitch. And that just, it just felt very like uh, that was the update. Yeah. The audience I, from four years it ago. really did feel like a cartoon. Like, And to me, yeah. it was like, oh, this is cute because it, it really did feel like you know, mm-hmm. just like cute, perfect world of a cartoon, like mm-hmm. these cute little girls playing their arcade game. Like I, I, you know, that kind of stuff doesn't really bother me when I'm in that <laughs> mindset, I guess. Gotcha. Um, and perhaps it shouldn't. Yeah, maybe. Perhaps I'm just a big old jerk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, uh, I do want to say though, that do you think Ralph is annoying in this movie? Well, yeah, he's kind of a heel out of moments. I mean, he becomes the bad guy, really. No so. kidding, yeah. I just, I feel like he wasn't as, he's felt like kind of like a Patrick Star in this movie. Well, I feel like he. Oh, right. I feel like well, he yeah, wasn't that. He's a shoeless hobo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I feel like he wasn't hair. like literally a walking brick like in the first movie. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember. I have to it felt more it. like the shtick in the first movie was that. He's a villain on the outside, but in the, on the inside, he's got a heart of gold. Mm-hmm. Well, on this one, it, it kind of seemed to be more like he, he really is a kind of bad guy, just kind of having his little relationship with Vanellope, but it is kind of a selfish endeavor, you know, and he is, you know, kind of acting stupid a lot of the time. I just, I didn't find him all that likable. I thought Vanellope was, she was, she kind of made It's definitely her him. movie. Yeah. In this one. It's, it's not in the title, but maybe that was the shifting point. Mm. what a twist it's Incredibles 2 oh yeah Yeah. we need these more (laughs) of it that's just the way every Disney movie from now on is it just Mm. takes the first they do a sequel where it's flipping the script quite literally flipping the script yes the the code script bada bing bada boom (laughs) 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 yes we've we've hit our time (laughs) oh that was good (laughs) 